The world is a mess. I want out. You want out. Let's get out of here, right? (laughs) But we can't. And I'll tell you why. Let's talk about it. This show is brought to you by Home Manager, where we partner with you, the homeowner, to get you caught up on your maintenance schedule needs. Call us, 844-575-4663. Did you know that you're supposed to be spending about 1% of your home's value back in the maintenance of your home? And yes, that means even new homes. Give us a call. We can help you get caught up. 844-575-4663. Ask for Mike. Just before Jesus left, he said, I don't pray that you take them out of the world, but I pray that you keep them from the evil of the world. (laughs) Thanks, Jesus. I'd rather you pray, get me out of (laughs) here. Have you ever thought the world is going to hell in a handbasket? I mean, you just look around like, what in the world is going on? In this day, in this podcast, we are looking at some rioting and looting and all that stuff from a situation that went awry and we need to talk about it we need to get some things straight but from the christian's perspective let's talk about just being a christian in modern term here are we supposed to be trying to get out are we supposed to be making a difference well if you start to turn preachy in situations like this I know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And there's sometimes where it's proclaimed by preaching it. There's other times it's proclaimed by teaching it. And then there's other times it's proclaimed more by just loving people. Let's be honest with you. Ellen DeGeneres is so popular. Why? Because she has this message of love and acceptance and she just loves on people. And that's powerful. And the world has responded accordingly. Everybody loves her. Everybody. I mean, I can't really find too many people. They might not agree with her lifestyle, but man, they just see her heart. And what about Christians? I mean, we've been doing this thing for a long time, right? You've been saved how long? Shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> You've been, quote, saved for that long, and what have you got to show for it? <laughs> well, if you're like me, you look back and you think, hmm, well, it could improve a little bit. I mean, how many people have I personally witnessed to and asked them if they've accepted Jesus as their Savior and all that stuff, and what difference am I making in this world? <laughs> we could all sit there and say, well, I could do more. When we look at churches, we're thinking, man, this is this is going nowhere. I mean, yeah, it, it blesses me. It blesses you know everybody else around me. But really, it's not really helping our community much. Or maybe you're in one of those churches that you are helping your community, but that's all you're doing is helping your community, and you, you don't see an impact. I mean, we get frustrated. We get stagnant. We, we tend to think that we are the Savior of the world. And if we're honest with each other, we're not. You can't save a flea. I hate to break that to you. But what you can do is point them to somebody who can. That's what Jesus did. He came to show them a name that was above every other name. You think, yeah, that name's Jesus. He said, I have revealed you as Father. Go look it up. The problem is we went from being students of the word to just hearers only. I mean, if you sat down with a modern Christian and asked them what they really believed and make them pinpoint it, a lot of us couldn't. And that's an indictment, really, on the comfort level that we have in each church, the comfort level that we have in America. The thing that made us great is we knew our values, we knew our morals, we knew what we believe. Nowadays, that's up for grabs. Your truth 
might not be my truth, so we can judge your truth based on my truth. <laughs> we'll leave God's truth out of the equation. I often tell people there's three sides to every story. There's my side, there's their side, and, of course, there's God's side. We all have our own mentality of what we feel is right, but unless we're measuring what we feel is right on the word side, in other words, what did Jesus say about this? I can justify hating somebody pretty easy. I mean, if you think about child molesters or baby killers or, you know, whatever, that's your pet peeve. I mean, it's something that you really think that this person really has to pay. I mean, you can sit there and say that that person, oh, he is the worst. And at the same time, Jesus looks at us and says, look, everybody that doesn't meet the resume of Jesus is really going nowhere. You can't be near him. You can't be around him. Why? Because he's holy, and that just will not work. So he come to the earth, and he you know, take, uh, took care of all of that. And he made it very simple. And he says, I'm going to pay for all the sins that you do in the flesh. As a matter of fact, there's a trinity involved here. God the Father, the mastermind, boom, he's on it. He's the architect. And he approaches the son, hey, look, I need a payment. And I need you to go to the earth, and I need you to pay the sin uh, payment. And I'm going to bring you out of that earth again, and you'll be the advocate. And I'll give you a name above every name. All right, cool. And then we have the uh, Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity. Hey, after Jesus is done, I need you to go to the earth, and I need you to teach them what Jesus, and to reiterate what Jesus has taught them, teach them the word. So the Holy Spirit was like, cool, I'm on board. And I'm putting this in layman's terms. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just saying it in practical terms so that our listeners can hear it and receive it. Because this is truth. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit, when he's come, there's a, there's a necessity that I leave so that when he comes, he can show you all things. He can lead you and guide you into truth. And the thing that he's going to do found in John chapter 16 is this. He is going to convince you of your righteousness because your righteousness is now of him. And he's going to let you know that the devil is already condemned. And the last thing he's going to do is let you know that you have one sin that you need to deal with. Just one? Yep. The sin that he's going to convince you of or to convict you of is the fact that you do not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is your ticket to heaven. If you believe in his payment, now the Holy Spirit did his job. And guess what? You get to go where he goes. Now, what about all the other stuff, Mike? What about smoking and cussing and drinking? What about all the people that hurt people and all that? What? Where does that come in? Great question. Go ask your pastor. I'm not your pastor. <laughs> I'll tell you what I've studied. The Bible is very clear that you, you are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, and you happen to live in a body. So if you look at it like an astronaut, you put on a, uh, a suit that allows you to be in an atmosphere that you're not necessarily uh, allowed to live in. And in this world, we have been given an earth suit. Well, the earth suit in this particular case have cravings that it wants to do. Oh, tell me your body doesn't have a voice. <laughs> of course it does. And it does some things that your spirit man who got saved really don't want you to do, but you give in to the flesh because it has a bigger voice than your spirit. 
and you let your mind, will, and emotions, your soulless realm, dictate to you how you're going to feel, how you're going to respond, how you're going to think. Well, God has a perfect answer for all that. He says if you'll renew your mind by reading the Word of God, you'll know what to do, right? So you can renew your mind. You can have a new will. You can have new emotions about some things. And guess what? You get a new body when you pass from this life to the next life. So no sin is going to enter into heaven because you get a new body. The thing that we do now is in the flesh. We cuss and we steal and we cheat and we rob and we murder in the flesh, and that is going to be dealt with. But the spirit, man, it's time to get that guy right. You have to accept Jesus Christ in order to cross over. That's the payment. In order for you to be where God is, accept him, period, end of story. Now, if you want heaven on the earth, deal with your attitude of being a hater. Deal with your attitude about being a robber. Deal with your thought process of cheating somebody. All of that will lead you and guide you into a bigger truth. And this is where Jesus comes in. He's in heaven advocating for us, praying for us. It's not the opposite. We're not praying, uh, Jesus, uh, you come down and do the work. No, he left us fully equipped with his name and his power to do the works that we need to do to manifest the power of God in this earth. And we can tackle some of this stuff together, but it takes us uniting in love. We can't look at each other across the table and just snarl at each other and expect God to do wonderful things in our presence. No, we need to leave that gift at the altar the Bible talks about and go make it right with our fellow man. Go talk to each other and say, look, if I've offended you, let us, let us get this thing right. And that's the problem with this whole mess with the police officers in society. They think that uh, we can't just have a, a dialogue and fix this, and I believe that we could. And from the celebrities down to the peasants like me, we would have to agree that we just don't know everything that there is to know, but we're working on answers to get there. I don't know the pressures that has been involved with all of the mistakes that have been made or all the good decisions that have been made. I don't know where... Uh, one person gets off track versus what, where one person stays in line. I, I have no idea how that works other than the fact of they get up every day and that person either makes the right decision or the wrong decision. And I have a feeling it's based in how they view the relationship with God and whether or not they're trying to follow his will for their life or whether they're trying to follow the flesh and what that person would want to do versus what God would have them do. We need to take a look at society as a whole and fix some of these issues, but I'll tell you what, the only way we're going to do this is with God's help. We need kings, we need rulers, we need uh, law enforcement, and I don't care what your opinion of that is, we need them. Go read your Bible. Quit being a spiritual, immature baby. The problem is we have so many teachers and not enough students. There's not enough people out there that is willing to go back and to start reading their Bibles. Yes, actually get a physical Bible that you can read instead of on your phone and start marking in it so that you can study, be like a college student and study it out so that you know that you know that you know what God's will is for your life. This is what we need more than ever before. So get me out of here should not be in your vocabulary. Keep me from the evil. Well, we can talk about that. 
That's what Jesus wanted for you. Stay away from the evil. Maintain what is good. Occupy till he returns. Love on people. If we see each other out there, let's not throw rocks. Let's love on each other because that's what we've been called to do. This is your host, Michael Myers with Let's Talk.